Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Back in and rolling on the Gabe Coon Show. It's time to talk with Ty Richards. As is customary on a Wednesday, his co-host of the Morning Rush, 6 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday at ESPN Arkansas. He's on X at Ty Sports Radio. Ty, what's happening, brother? How are you? What's up, Memphis? Yeah. Hell yeah. Beautiful, beautiful December night here as we get closer to Christmas. Uh, college football just around the corner with bowl season. College basketball in full swing. Tigers, did, did y'all did y'all crown a chance to the SEC yet, considering what they have three wins over SEC schools and they should have a fourth? Hey, we're going to add this. We're going to add this soon. We're going to add this soon with, uh, with Vandy. So, yeah, I think, I think we feel good about where this where – this, uh, programs at and also i don't know if you saw the news but the naquan tomlin kansas state guy ends up committing to the university of memphis so they add to that front court that they they need to add to with the uh the old center jordan brown looking like he's going to be off campus yeah i saw uh that was big news for penny hardaway and i guess there was he got involved with the allegedly got involved with the fight in manhattan or something yeah it was a bar fight where he didn't have charges pressed against him um, and the staff, Jerome Tang and his staff, disagreed with the president and the AD on what should happen. The president and AD wanted him off campus. Jerome Tang, the team, wanted him on, and he ultimately uh, had to leave because of well, the, the disagreement. And it works out for us. works out for, for uh, the University of Memphis. I was going to say, he was fantastic. I had a chance to <laughs> watch was. him last season, not just in the Big 12, but in the NCAA tournament, and as you mentioned, big part of that Elite Eight run, which uh, I'm forgetting that little scat point guard. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had uh, Keontae, um, Johnson. Keontae Thompson, I guess. Yeah, or Johnson, excuse me, the other guy. I mean, that was a that was a cohesive team that the former Baylor assistant coach just kind of wielded together and cooked up in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, um, but yeah, this, this Tiger basketball team is in good hands, and I, I think I need to ask this question off the top. Who's the transfer portal king right now? Is it, Obviously, it's been Muss, but is it Muss or is it Penny right now? Well, hey. Come on. Why don't y'all get to This, is, this is real beef postseason. here. Come on. Get a, get a, get a deep postseason run. You can come <laughs> talk to me. I've already had to wear my jersey. I've already gone through pennants. Let's uh, let's see if Penny can actually have some success where it matters. But what about the head-to-head tie? What about the head-to-head this year? Well, I think Nate Oates is head-to-head better than Eric Musselman, yet Arkansas continuously surpasses Alabama in the tournament or at least ties them year after year. So you can 
take that regular season record and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Okay, well not then, to, fine. All right, all right, all right. We'll move off of this. That was a fair point, and I take that point, and I just talked to you about Taylor Green. You had Taylor Green transfer quarterback to Arkansas on this morning at uh, at, at bright and early, 7.20 a.m. What did you think about him? Are you are you excited to see Taylor Green in an Arkansas uniform? Yeah, Gabe, I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, here's a kid that had an up-and-down season as a redshirt sophomore and uh, ended up having his best game really against Barry Odom in Vegas in the Mountain West Championship game. So I think Arkansas fans are excited to see a 6'6 frame, a guy that can move. And a guy Bobby Petrino has frankly been on since high school. Yep. So that ought to say something about him that uh, Petrino, uh, albeit when he was at Missouri, Missouri State, but not every – not every young man blossoms right out of high school. Like some guys just aren't ready for power five football or SEC football. Arkansas fans are open. He has uh, kind of groomed himself basically at, um, at the group of five level, which Boise State's one of the premier uh, programs still, I think, in college football. And I think group of five dominance, I think, of the Broncos in that blue field. And hopefully Taylor will be able to use his talents and continue to develop them under Petrino. Uh, what's going on with uh, KJ? Right now, KJ Jefferson is he like I, I I haven't heard the official announcement from him that he's going to get into the portal, although that was reported way early in the cycle. Like what 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 is the what is the situation right now with Taylor Green getting on campus? Uh, b- big frame, definitely a guy that they're going to try to attach to, see if he can start. KJ, we know what he has been like. What what what's the situation? Best of your uh, best, best you can understand it. The best you can uh, sort of explain it. My understanding is it's either going to be a, another college or maybe a different type of football, not the National Football League. And I think it's just the waiting. KJ's done, I would say, done things um, at his own pleasure, which is fine. Like, as, you know, some guys have to move really fast and have to do everything really fast. We've already seen uh, commitments. We just saw two recently with Leonard committing to Notre Dame and Van Dyke committing to Miami, excuse me, to Wisconsin. Um, and he just might be one of those guys that might be taking his time to try and find a school. Uh, anyone that tells you they know what he's doing, is, unless it's him or the head coach, I'd, I'd be very suspect of their information. So. Right. I think Arkansas fans are just kind of waiting until he makes that announcement, and the announcement is going to be, I would expect, still leaving Sayville in some capacity. Now, Arkansas has had a lot of defectors, if you will, in the transfer portal. What do you think about, because in this day and age, you have to get more than you have leave, right? That's what that's mm-hmm. what the transfer portal is. What do you think about the chances for Sam Pittman and the staff to add more than ultimately leave in this cycle? Well, they're on a couple Georgia kids right now, which anytime you can add a Georgia player with the caliber of kids that Kirby or Smart gets to Athens, that's that's good. I don't know if they're going to land them, but they're at least it at least seems to be a thought that they're going to um, hit some big fish when it comes to not just former Bulldogs, but some other guys in the transfer pool right now. I think once you add a quarterback, it's kind of like a bat signal to other players, like, Hey, this kid can sling it. He's got some speed. I, I might, I might be interested in Arkansas. They were probably already on some kids to begin with, but that's the biggest domino effect, right? We're seeing uh, Dylan Gabriel. I was, I was frankly surprised. I know mean, you probably saw this game that Dante Moore still might transfer to Oregon. And yeah, strange. Learn under Gabriel, which good on him to learn from the veteran quarterback. It's not necessarily the the status quo right now in college football, but it, I just think that's a. I think that's the huge domino, really, on any college campus. When you bring in a transfer quarterback, 
then some other things start to fall into place. Well, I'll say this about Oregon and their system right now. Will Stein, their OC and their quarterback coach, I don't care who he has at quarterback. I feel like he's going to make them have success. He's been unbelievable. I think he'll get a head coaching job here before before long. Yeah, I mean, Bo Nix was a, a serviceable SEC quarterback. He goes up to Eugene and puts – I mean, he's good year two years ago, but this past season – I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's a reason the guy was in New York uh, yep. trying to compete for the Heisman Trophy. And I know he lost the picks twice, but I don't know if it was – he threw that crucial interception in the Pac-12 championship game. But uh, he came out big for them time and time again. And like you said, Stein's going to be a hot commodity – not just for another offensive coordinator job, but definitely a head coaching job. Yeah, and uh, I'll say this. He had Frank Harris Jr. here at, uh, I mean, in the AAC, UTSA. He had Frank Harris Jr. looking like a Heisman-type candidate a couple of years ago. So he knows what he's doing. He, he definitely knows what it's he's doing. It's not just the Phil Knight money up there in Eugene. It's, it's other pit stops that he's made. You're like, all right, this dude knows what he's doing. Yes, for sure, for sure. Now, let me ask you this. When it comes to the transfer portal and how – I mean, we have 1,400, approaching 1,500-plus kids getting in. How much do you follow it at this point? Or is it is it too saturated? Is there too many guys in there for you to sort of keep tabs on everybody, or are you, uh, are you still uh, fully into it? Gabe, I get on there every day. Um, <laughs> I'll either get on 247 or on 3, and I, I follow all their transfer portal sites, their transfer portal reporters. I'd be lying if I told you I knew every kid, but those high-profile ones, I'm I'm pretty up to date of where they're thinking, or at least where they're being reported thinking. Uh, guys that have landed, uh, I, I think it's fascinating, and it's free agency in college football. Some people hate it. I think it just adds another element to the sport where people. I do too. Because I mean, to be honest, like there was a stretch before we got the bowl season where no one was really talking about college football. You don't have that now. Like college football, even during a big part of the NFL season is taking up a lot of airspace, not just here in Memphis um, on the Gabe Coon show, but I mean, across, across radio airwaves, because it's a huge topic. And I I don't know if you saw the stat, this, um, this Fox sports reporter was talking about, this was the most watched regular season in college football history. So even with the quote, unquote NIL and uh, transfer portal by some ruining the sport, the evidence suggests it's helping the watchability and the interest level, and uh, which is just wild to think about because of how much pushback you probably receive from different listeners and, and callers on your show. Well, I think I, it just adds to storylines. That's where I'm at. But I do sort of go back and forth. Like, the example I gave the other day of adding to storylines is DJU is going to visit Florida State. Imagine him landing at Florida State, and if they stay in the ACC, which I think there's reports out there about them potentially leaving in Clemson and Virginia and all in North Carolina, whatever. Um, but if they stay in the ACC, I think it's interesting to think about the fact that you could have DG, DJU starting at Florida State and Clemson's in that conference and there could be a crossover game. That adds to the storylines. Now, there's other people that will say, okay, what about the emotional attachment that usually comes with players that play in a particular program? Like at Arkansas, mm-hmm. you, you in the past, you've attached yourselves to certain guys, you know, the, 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 the Darren McFadden's of the world. Uh, Rocket Sanders is now gone, but you attach yourself onto him for a while. What do you think about that argument where it's like, yeah, in the past we've had this emotional attachment to these guys, and, and that has to sort of dissipate? I would say there is an element where it almost feels like fantasy football in, in a certain capacity um, and more professional than it does collegiately as itself for a number of years. The argument I would put forward, though, is if your team wins 
you don't care. Like we're talking about Memphis basketball, right? Penny's got that thing in a good place right now, it seems like, in, in this upcoming season. Uh, if Memphis goes on in, like, one of their vintage runs, like they pull something out of their butts like 20, 25 years ago, or, or even 07, 08. <laughs> I was going to say, damn, and, that hadn't been that yeah, long. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, I skipped the Cal years. But they they pull out like a, a Cal run or an old Penny player run, and they get after it this year. At the end of the season, no Memphis fan is going to be like, man, I, I have no allegiance. I, I can't believe I, I was aligned with this team. I can't believe this. Because all you care about is they want – you don't care about how much money those guys got paid on, paid on the roster. What you care about is the, the winning and the results. And, again, there there is something to be said about, like, a Devontae Davis, Arkansas kid, on his fourth year. Still, still technically has another year if he wants to come back to campus. And I think people take solace in him. They love that kid. He's an in-state kid. He stayed at school. He didn't have to. He's one of only, like, seven SEC kids in the conference right now to be a four-year player. So there is an extra level of love, but it's still winning, man. That's what it comes down to. And allegiances are not. There's plenty of, like you just mentioned, Nyquan Tomlin. Like Memphis fans are going to love him because right. he's going to be good and he's going to add to their team. They don't care that he came from Kansas State. They care. They care he's a Memphis Tiger. And if you're on the team when they win, they'll love you. If you leave, whatever, they're done with you. But it's about the guys on the roster, and that's how I'm going to feel in, in regards to just this whole NIL world we're living in now. See, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And again, I just think it adds so much to the storylines behind each particular game when you have different guys coming together and, 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 and fighting for one thing. So we'll see how this all plays out. Um, now, one thing I did want to bring up with you, Dylan Rayola, who has been committed to Georgia for a while, this uh, potential flip to Nebraska, what do, we, what do we think about this? This, I mean, he's the number one quarterback in the 2024 recruiting class, again, committed to Georgia, and he is, uh, it seems like a, maybe an NIL package may be on the table for him. If he ends up at Nebraska, it would be a massive get for Matt Rule, and I think it would turn around that program in a big way. But it feels like there's a, a couple of catches here because his uncle, Donovan, is on staff at Nebraska, and it looks like he just got a $175,000 raise and a year added to his contract. Again, this is Dylan Rayola's uncle Donovan at Nebraska. This is this is a strange situation that's playing out in Lincoln. Yeah, and his dad played at Nebraska, right? And mm-hmm. I think he's from St. Louis. He played it. He might have played his high school ball at St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, Gabe, if I remember that correct. Dominic so, Rayola. I mean, yeah, you've got the. I mean, you got the two family connections. One you just listed. One I just listed. I mean, this is this happens before in, in college sports. We he, he didn't play in say he played in. Uh, by the way, he played in. There are there are the families from Hawaii. I think they went to St. Louis High School in Hawaii. Okay, so okay. that that's the difference. But he did go to St. Louis, uh, so you were correct there. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I, I was reading that. I, I didn't even think there would be a St. Louis and Hawaii. But kind of on your on your question. I, it, that seems to be like the, the hot topic amongst college football circles right now is Nebraska's got some good NILs to kick in their way. McCord is rumored to be transferring there, which would be interesting to have bring him in and then commit and get Rayola committed and signed as well. So Bob's doing, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of like national Nebraska fans, not just in Nebraska, but across the United States, because at one point they were one of the blue bloods in college football. Now that time has subsided, that time has passed, but I mean, how do you bring that back? You bring it back with money. And, I mean, Rule knows the sport. He won 10 games at Temple, I think 11 or 12 at Baylor. So, he's a good football coach, and he's trying to use the 
use the money that's apparently been supplied to him to bring in some high-profile players. And like I said, you bring in a good quarterback or two good quarterbacks, and people start looking that way that might not look there before to, to go to Lincoln. Now let me ask you this. What do you think of Matt Rule? It feels like when it comes to the NIL and transfer portal, uh, he may rub some people the wrong way with what he has to say, but it seems like he's completely honest. I mean, he's the guy who said if you want a good quarterback – um, they, on the transfer portal, it's going for one, one and a half, two million. He's been very honest about it. I definitely played teams uh, that were Matt Rule coached at Temple. They were always tough. They were hard nosed. They were really uh, just a matchup nightmare. But what do you think about him and the job he could potentially do at Nebraska? Do you think that he can turn this thing around? Yeah, I mean, you went at Temple and you went to Waco, Texas. You probably know what you're doing on the college football side of things, and now you're it, it's. I don't know if it's unfair to say they're no longer a blue blood, but when you go, they're not. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you, you cannot call them a blue yeah. blood at this point. They've been awful in the Big Ten too. Yeah, twenty plus years dormant, and they are getting that Big Ten money though too, which is important, especially if down the line Charlie Baker's proposal goes through. We can basically use university funds to help your NIL trust. But I mean, I, I think Rule is in a situation where uh, it didn't work out for him in the National Football League. He probably likes the NFL better, but sometimes guys like certain things and are better in other areas. And I think Rule might be a better college coach. And I think Nebraska, I mean, you got to think about it from this perspective. We were talking about Oregon earlier. Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, all coming into Big Ten. You're already having to deal with Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. So the road to Indianapolis is brutal, just like the road to Atlanta and the SEC with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma is brutal. Those are the two big dogs in college football from 2024 on. And I'd love to see Nebraska be a part of it. They just got a long way to go outside of getting a blue-chip quarterback. Now, talking with Ty Richardson at Ty Sports Radio on X from ESPN Arkansas, we uh, we have the news from the state of Florida, and we've talked about the Florida State omission from the college football playoff and if it's fair, if it's not. It's something that you saw coming. I didn't necessarily see coming because we have never left out a Power 5 uh, champion that's undefeated from the college football playoff. But AG, their attorney general, Ashley Moody, came out yesterday and said that they're asking the college football playoff to uh, give them all their emails and their texts back and forth, and they're uh, talking about litigation, and I saw that they're potentially uh, going to set aside $1 million worth of taxpayer money to go sue the college football playoff. I, I personally think... This is one of the biggest wastes of taxpayer dollars I've I've ever seen if they if they go through with it. But what do you think? I, I find it I find it amazing that we have state governments worrying about this more than they're actually worrying about their state and things that they can actually control. Well, you're perfectly spot on. It is a waste of taxpayer money, and I believe that attorney general is a Florida grad, she is. not yep. Tallahassee, which is yep. also uh, I think part of the irony here by the way the video that she had yesterday on on florida state's campus was pretty hilarious three minutes or four minutes of her just trying to trying to stumble through uh, yeah yeah. she's placating her base trying to get votes or whatever get donations whatever this is why i stay out of politics and like you said there's supposed to be like separation of church and state there should also be a separation (laughs) of state and sport and yet with everything that's gone down with nil the transfer portal the rule that just came down uh because of that um judge or whatever in west virginia that struck down the idea that that being an antitrust where you can't transfer multiple times pre pre pre-grad now kids can go transfer willy-nilly no penalty 
I mean, it's just well. That was just the TRO. That was just the temporary restraining order, though, right? For yeah, now, fourteen days. Yeah, fourteen right. days. So those guys can play for fourteen days, days, and they'd have to get another temporary restraining order. Yeah. So there. I mean, it's just it, it, it's pretty crazy right now, and in college sports, and really any story. Um, most recently, that Florida one you're talking about doesn't surprise me, based on where we are in the current climate. Yeah, and I, I do like the, the, the outro to that whole video is a stronger, safer Florida. Nothing about what that video stood for makes a stronger, safer Florida. Let's be completely <laughs> honest. I get the fact that Florida State's going to miss out on millions of dollars, and the state of Florida may miss out on millions of dollars, but still they're playing Georgia in a New Year's Six Bowl. I think it'll, it'll all figure itself out. Now, with that, you, you brought up the West Virginia temporary restraining order. If we have a situation where nationally we have no limits – on transfers. We had a conversation earlier about Transfer Portal and has it affected the watchability of these products. If we have even more than a one-time transfer rule with no penalties and you can just keep getting in there and keep going and you don't have to apply for a waiver, does that change your thought process? I think it will for some. Again, if I have if I have a coach on campus, if Penny Hardaway, um, you're going to have to help me with the current Memphis football baseball coach off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a Memphis fan, from an Ole Miss fan, Lane Kiffin, who seems to really utilize, he's one of the best in college football. Um, if I'm any fan out there, I only care if it affects my team negatively. Yeah. Because, for example, you, 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 we brought up Penny Hardaway and Eric Musselman, two guys that uh, Muss has had history of this. Penny's doing a good job this year of, of not perfecting it per se, but really utilizing it. If it helps my program, I don't. I, I, I'm not like – shunning it. I'm not angry at it. I'm like, all right, we're ahead of the curve. Y'all can kick rocks. And mm-hmm. so, again, the Allegiant aspect that you're referring to only holds water and only holds weight if your team loses and sucks. If they're mm-hmm. good, you're, you may say you're against it, but behind closed doors, you're for it. And you may, you may be boisterous and loud on sports talk radio about, well, this isn't the team I grew up watching, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you don't care if your team's winning. Like, that's, that is the... It's the end justifies the means. If your coach is tremendous in this side of things, in this current state of age of sports, then by gosh, you better support it because it's an advantage you have and other coaches don't and other programs don't. So you might as well get in line on this. Now, I know we don't talk about your NFL football when you when you do your spots on this show on Wednesday, but I have to bring this up. Albert Breer reported this. There was a health and safety meeting this morning. Um, and there's three specific plays in the NFL that were discussed when it comes to, again, health and safety. Hip drop tackles, split zone blocks, and the push play, the tush push. Um, I, I, it affects football, though, ultimately. What, what do you think about the, all, all three of these plays? Like, what, if they ban the tush push, where are you at? If they ban hip drop tackles, the split zone blocks, where are you at? I, I, I certainly, having played the game, find it to be a little bit of an injustice. I get that hip drop tackles have definitely led to a lot of pretty severe injuries. The most recent one was Mark Andrews for the Ravens where he broke his ankle because uh, Logan Wilson landed on his legs. But it, there comes a point where I think, yeah, I'm all for the, the, the – as safe as the game can be played, I'm there – but we still have to have some semblance of the same game. And defenders can't be thinking too much about when they're making these plays and how they're tackling guys. Yeah, so Jason Kelsey, I heard him openly talk about this. He doesn't really care. He just wants it to come to a resolution. I think it's ultimately – and what's going to happen 
is you're still going to be able to QB sneak, but you just won't be able to push Jalen Hurts and the other quarterbacks. Uh, the hip drop, that's scary because I've seen injuries. There was a quarterback, uh, two that also got hurt. I, don't, I can't remember if it was Josh Dobbs or who it was. Right. I mean, it's a scary situation. Basically, I mean, you're just putting, you're holding on to someone and then letting go of your full body weight and just laying it. It's scary, but at the same time, like, you're not in the midst of a tackle. All you're trying to do is get them on the You know what a hip drop tackle is, though, in the end of the day, Ty? It's a tackle. Yeah. And then (laughs) you're going to have to say it. The the last thing, Gabe, you mentioned was the the zone blocking. What did you say? Split zone blocking on on zone play, where they go. The tight end travels back across the the formation and and goes and blocks a D in and kicks them out, the whole thing. Now, I, I, I would imagine they're talking about cut blocks in that particular situation, which, okay. If they ban cut blocks in that situation, I'm, I guess I'm fine. But, Ty, I appreciate it, man. We'll do it again next week. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, appreciate it, too. We are book, in the midst of booking our Mardi Gras St. Louis trip. I oh, shout out. It's fun, uh, fun stuff. This year okay, send me, send me the details. Send me the details, and I'll find us a place to, uh, to have a good time. All right, buddy. Yes, sir. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.